Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Chances are you won't live a life impressive enough to be remembered in stone. In relatively recent news, many statues of figures who were heroes of the past have now had their heroism questioned and dismantled. Slabs of concrete shaped like slave owners, shaped like Robert E. Lee, shaped like Christopher Columbus toppled by mobs and tossed into a nearby lake. What was once impressive enough to a group of humans to make a seemingly permanent sculpture stand in a popular center is now deemed by our current society as detestable and disgusting. And rightfully so. But there are also scenes of prominent figures whose morals have, in many ways, stood the test of time. But some have still decided to deface and destroy their images in the secret of night. But thankfully, if you're listening to this podcast, chances are you won't have to worry about a group of people a hundred years from now revolting against the stone image of you downtown, being an epicenter of riots and arrest. No matter if your moral values are approved by the political movements of the future or not, you can sleep at night knowing that your legacy, for the most part, will be future-proof. All the bad and even the good you've done, in private or public, will be covered by the dust, hidden by moths. Because, hear me out, chances are you won't live a life impressive enough to be remembered in stone. family. My name is Joseph Solomon. I'm a singer, songwriter, slash poet, slash spoken word artist, slash YouTuber, slash lifelong student, slash ever doubtful or curious Christian, slash frequent flyer, slash a little unimpressive, (laughs) even after all of that. 
Welcome to the podcast called Flights and Feelings, where we thoughtfully and vulnerably travel through faith, relationships, sexuality, science, health, and culture via storytelling, poetry, and conversation. I'm excited to bring to y'all today a conversation with a friend of mine, John O., who was a guest on the very first episode of this Flights and Feelings podcast. That went pretty well. The response was pretty good, and I thought it would be dope to bring him back on for this particular conversation about unimpressiveness. I just thought that his, that'd be awkward to be like, yo, you know what? I think you'd be great for an episode about being unimpressive. I don't know anyone who is as unimpressive as you are. That's not how I meant it when I asked him. I just think he has a really dope perspective on things that are can sometimes be pretty grim. Um, but offer hope in that. And that's actually sort of the theme of his own podcast that he started up called Four in the Morning, really just being honest and yet still hopeful about what life really is. And so I would love for y'all to check that out uh, and tune into the Four in the Morning podcast. But anyways, here is this episode. You know, as an artist, as a person who has a platform as people may call it one who is semi and I cannot stress the prefix semi enough semi popular one thing I struggle with the most is this grasping for impressiveness the desire to be stunning enough in the eyes of people that they may think highly of me. And of course, we all struggle with that or all have dealt with that in some way where we want people to think highly of us. We want people to praise us. We want to be recognized by people. But I think that that desire can go to a further conclusion. It's not just for the here and now. I think that many of us, and maybe not many of us, maybe it's just me and I'm imposing that on other people. But I would say at least some of us have that desire, not just for the now, but for the time when we would leave this earth. That if we just do something good enough, that thing, that action that news, that reputation would extend beyond our lifespan. In a way, it's trying to be immortal, trying to gain eternal life on our own. I think it's why people become philanthropists when they get older. They're really wealthy, and then they they have had wealth long enough to realize it does not satisfy this urge for eternal life. They want something beyond this, but they come to the realization that all of the popularity and all the money you have stays with you when you pass away. That whatever you've done in this life does have a lifespan. And so you should try to do enough to extend that lifespan. We are not expected to live on average, into our 80s or 90s or 100s. 
And so one way that we can try to live beyond that dismal life expectancy is to be impressive. I mean, think about professional athletes who, for the moment, they want to be the best athletes on the field so that they can dominate and they can get all the recognition in the moment. But then you see professional athletes, or should I say ex-professional athletes in their 50s, hanging so much weight on being inducted into some hall of fame. Why? So that people who never saw them play at all would know who they are when they're dead. That their reputation would succeed them. That maybe when I'm dead, I'll still exist some way in a museum or as a sculpture outside of a stadium. It's just a way to extend beyond our own lifespan. But here's the thing. Most of us will not be professional athletes. Most of us won't be presidents of countries. Most of us won't do anything bad enough to be remembered. Most of us will be normal. We'll live our lives. We'll get married. We'll have children. And then we'll pass away. And our children will try to remember us. And they'll try to tell their children about us. And then at some point, we fade And our memory is lost and maybe we'll show up in some ancestry online search as just a name and a few fun facts about our lives. Maybe, if we're lucky, maybe. But for the most part, we will die and be forgotten as children, as teenagers, as young zealous people we want to be acknowledged and recognized by our peers by those who walk alongside us but I think at some point we want to be acknowledged and recognized by those who come after us by those who come after us. But for many of us, that won't be very likely. When you put that into perspective about what we do on a regular everyday basis with our lives, the way that we work, how long we work, the way that we love, How do we deal with that?
in the grand scheme of the grand narrative of human history, 2020 is still it, it's not that impressive. It's not that like you know what I'm saying? Like in 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 a, in a moment, and maybe even in a, in a decade, yeah. you know, it, it 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 has historical moments within it. But when I think about however long this universe may exist, right? When I think about eternity, yeah, and when like just all things ultimate, yeah, things are very un they're very unimpressive, yeah, and and just. So what you said about 2020, it's a, so we're in it, so we feel it, but it's a, you ask the typical person, when was the last time we had a global pandemic in the world? And they wouldn't know, right? So I know because I was reading about the life of Francis Grimke, and he talked a whole lot about the Spanish flu, 1918 to 1920. And what you have is like, all right. That was big for them. But prior to like, and now, I mean, folks know that. But at best, the Spanish flu that took place is a nice piece of trivia for people right now with zero bearing on their actual life. Fam. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? That's and, what? and the Spanish flu was no joke. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. And all we use it now as a is as a reference <laughs> to what we experience now. Yeah. But it still holds no existential weight for us. And so, and that's what I kind of get at. Even in our own personal lives, I think about myself and how I want to, we're always striving. Yeah. We're always striving to be impressive, right? So that's, the, the, at the end of the day, um, even I think somehow be, beyond the, um, the desire for money, there is a desire of... I can say eternal life, right. even if it, it is circumventing how Jesus, the Bible promises eternal life. We're all still searching for a way to sort of circumvent that. How does my life extend beyond my own years? Right. How can I, how can I reach eternality yeah. in a very temporal and materialistic way? And so that becomes by followers and that comes by, um, you know, uh, making great achievements yeah. and then I can start being a philanthropist and my name will be put on things, whatever. Maybe we're trying to, and that's just for like the super rich and famous right. who somehow buy their way into generations beyond themselves. Or the impressive that are like, my goal is to win a Nobel prize, a Pulitzer prize to get in the hall of fame. There's those folks that like work for it. But what do the ordinary people do who are like, yes, eh. The ordinary, the average person, and again, even for myself, who's someone who's like semi, semi popular, right? I think you got I got a blue check, though. I got a blue check on Instagram. <laughs> That's, what <I'm> <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Man, you got a blue check. I got a blue check. <laughs> and I'm going to tell my children, to tell my grandchildren, Isn't that to crazy? tell their children listen, there was once a man in our family lineage, and <laughs> he had, had a, a blue, blue check, check on a thing called Instagram. I know you don't know what it is now. But I promise you, in his day, boy, boy, was it something. Yeah, yeah, did it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, dad, how, uh, how much did he get paid for the blue check? <laughs> nothing, nothing. <laughs> right. All right, so, um, uh, was he uh, allowed access into special clubs because of the blue check? Well, no. So, what was it? Did he have, well, it showed up next to his name. 
Oh, so he had it and he could hold on to it. Well, no, <laughs> technically it was only <laughs> online. Technically, it was really did a bunch get, of ones and zeros. <laughs> right? Computer coding. Did he ever get an actual blue check in the mail? So it wasn't really blue. It was ones and zeros that were put in. <laughs> all, right, all right, son, there's this thing called base 10, and it's a computer. It's like, it's literally nothing, yo. Bro, like, it's, it's, it's so trivial, and it, it's so vain, and a lot of our attempts our vein, I think about even, which is a really cool thing to think about, though. We will be able to extend beyond our years a little more than generations before us because mm. of technology like yeah. photo and video and, and, and things like social media. Yeah. You can make fun of it, but it is a way that we sort of extend. I think about it like I, I met my grandfather on my dad's side one time. Right. Um, I was more close to my grandfather on my mother's side but even he was actually his her step uh father i never knew my biological grandfather and that's that and he and and i in in very real direct ways owe my existence to him and i have no idea what his name is i finally saw a picture of him wow uh maybe four or five years ago you know my mom's like don't show anybody this whatever but like i i found out about him later on in my life and that's all it was was like oh there's this guy who I am, you know, there's one generation in between me and him. Right. And I know nothing about him. I don't have any more. I don't know what he was like. Even the grandparents we have now, like we know what they're like in their old age. Right. Like I see, and we have an idea of what they were in our own lives. But as you can probably attest, like what they were before they were, 50 or 60 years old is a lot. Yeah. What you were before 36 is a lot. And Ava will know she will virtually know. none of it. Yeah. My dad had me when he was 40. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe eight or nine years ago, I got on the phone with my dad and I just talked to him. It's like, yo, dad, I feel like I don't know you. Like, tell me about your life. And I found out that my, my dad was like a hothead, like, eager for change and i've only known my dad as measured calm Mm. cool and so it's like even the fact that i was raised by my dad at 40 and not raised by my dad at 25 Uh, right yeah Yeah, shapes who i am but it's that same thing like i know i know i know one half of who my dad is yeah i know my dad from 40 on. Yeah. And it's, yeah. So it's so weird just how much, even of the people that we know directly, how much of their life that we just don't know and will never be able to engage with. Yeah. And and even in our own lineage, so like you know half of something about your own father, but right. then the further you go back, which is actually not that far, you go great, you go grandfather, great grandfather. And there comes a point what what Disney movie was that uh, when they were like, you know, as soon as a, it, it, I think it's a very sort of Mexican traditional. Oh, Coco. Movie. Coco. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, eventually when there's, if, as long as there's at least one person who remembers them. Who has the picture. Yeah. yeah. They still exist in some way. And of course, I don't believe it in that sense, but there is something that it made me think like, man, it's in a very abstract way. Right. You do sort of disappear, mm. like 
you're a very faint memory to somebody. Somebody knows something about you in your own family, family. let alone the rest of the world. Yeah. And I pass by cemeteries. Like there's a cemetery um, down the street um, in, in, in Atlanta, not far from my house. And I pass by and I'm like, I bet this neighborhood look is like like a very old cemetery. And I'm like, this neighborhood had to complete look completely different when they existed. Right. Mm-hmm. And it may not this is a very black neighborhood. It probably wasn't even black people yeah. in those in those tombs. Yeah. And now they're just that. They're just tombstones. There's no one there to there's no one alive to even come to visit that tomb anymore. Jeez. And and the reason why, versus like a famous person, there's still people who come and visit. You know, uh, like I was just listening to this podcast the other day to how somebody, you know, the Charles Darwin is, uh, yeah. he's buried at Westminster, um, he's Westminster Church, and yeah. and people still come and visit him because he's Charles Darwin. Right. And he's, but for those of us who didn't make a huge impact on the philosophy of ex- of human and natural existence, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Who didn't make this huge blast in the pool? Like, no one's coming to visit I our graves right. in yeah. a few decades, man. A few yeah. decades after we live. And so sometimes it, it can, when you think of it that way, all of us are going to be in that. Mm. All, uh, the, the majority of us are going to live lives that are extremely by broad maybe not by standards within your own family yeah your own community like you came from a small town you're like oh my gosh that's the one that went to college and he played college yeah, basketball yeah, yeah. and you're that dude but you went to like a small naia you know what i'm saying you was you was third string right <laughs> you know but to your hometown you was like that dude so the like right. depending on how you compare it but if we're comparing it to human history the the broader like the billions and billions of people who have existed you Every highway leads to forgotten. Yes. Every road and highway. The destination that you're going to end is forgotten. And I think we just want to be known. We just want to be known and not forgotten. What is it about the human existence that desires so much, requires so much to be known? Whether that be well-known or known well, well well-known by the masses, or at least known well, by the people that are close to you. (laughs) Or maybe for some of us, being known well is a scary thing. For someone to actually know about us, to actually know us, because we know us and we know when you get down to it, just how unimpressive we can be.
I know. It's so grim. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, but not just like, so I mean, it's grim. I think a better word is is sobering, and I yes. think sobering feels being sober feels grim to people who are used to being intoxicated. Come on, <laughs> I'm, 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 I said <laughs> I don't think I, you heard I, me. I, I'm preaching, y'all just don't I, know no, it yet, amen. No, it's fam, but it's like yeah, people that are used to being intoxicated just on life and how impressive they are and retweets and likes and come and speak here and the possibility of success people that are intoxicated when sobriety is not meant to like it's not meant to <laughs> sobriety is not a grave it's not meant to bury you yeah. It's 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 just meant to ground you. Uh, but for people that feel like who are chasing a high sobriety feels very like great. this is life. This, this is what all the rest of you normal people do is just walk around with your vision all straight. <laughs> and that's that's what coronavirus did. It grounded everybody. I know you used to enjoy the high of filling up a stadium of 20,000 people. Yes. But nobody's going to do that. You're not going to do that. So if that's how you gained your value. That's how you made it through life. That was your sort of uh, wake and bake. Oh. I'm going to do this show and this sort of fills me up. Yeah. Nah. So. It's sobering. Yeah. If you... (laughs) You know, I think of like the NBA players who barely made it and they're at the end of the bench and their high is, at least I know there's going to be a crowd of people when I warm up. Like now, <laughs> you remember when you wasn't getting any playing time, you you like, but these, man, warm-ups was these it, warm-ups. That, I got a layup package for y'all. <laughs> uh, but now it's like, oh, you're, you're, uh, you're going to do it in front of people that log in from their computers and you're going to look up and... They're wrestling their daughter out, <laughs> out of the front they're of the camera. They're on their phone. Yeah. And they're like 20 feet tall on the screen. And that's what I'm saying. And so it's like, it's, it's sobering, I think. We, we, we talk a whole lot about, we talk a whole lot about waiting for a vaccine. But it's like, we haven't accounted for like, Man, if you've ever had somebody in your family or somebody that you know that's been addicted to drugs and you see them going to a rehab center and it's like, and they're forced to quit cold turkey, like, that's not a pretty sight when you're high off of life. The journey towards sobriety is not pretty. And it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's it's. I try to think about these things that are kind of you want to put things in um, perspective. It almost sounds like like yeah, it's really great that you said that. You think about Ecclesiastes and in, in Ecclesiastes. When you read through that, it can sound very grim depending on your perspective. You're like, dude, uh, where's the like climax where this like ah, but but wait, where's the happy ending, bro? That mug is. Uh, it's just like you know what? I looked around. I, I've, I've thought about this very long. I've, I've been 
pretty much in every stage of life that you could have ever been in, I've done it. And, and it, it all sucks. Yeah. It's, it's all vain. Yep. It's all vanity. And the... And if you don't have that, then I think, like you say, if you're not grounded, then a lot of your efforts can be very much floating mm. in purposelessness. Yeah. You know, like you don't have a real aim at like, okay, if I understand that, what, what am I, the things that I'm striving for, the efforts I'm making, what what value will they have ultimately? Yeah. You know, and... And it's not to, it's not to skip out on the idea of living for the now, but it's understand because I think that if we focus, sometimes some people think like, well, if you think if you focus too much on the future, you get anxiety and you really kind of miss out on like the moments of now. Right. But living in the now is a great thing, mm-hmm. unless you don't understand that the now is a point in a. Right. In a grand scheme mm. of things, there's a there's a narrative, you know, right. and you may not know all the details of the narrative that goes on, but you do know the here's the end here's the end of this all right. is that on all the efforts that you make to strive, and and I think what's even more tempting uh, to be intoxicated by this fantasy of of impressiveness is that mo- now more than ever we have the opportunity to be temporarily impressive, right? You know, like. You don't need a label anymore. You need, you said to be extremely impressive, and then like a you know it, it was you know the cards were very rare for you to pull and be like yo a label wants you, and they're gonna put you on now you're on a worldwide tour or whatever it may be, but now you're really a lot of people are able to, um, sort of draw their own fame in with their own hands to some degree. You yeah. got TikTok, you got Instagram, right. you got YouTube. Yeah. Um, Spotify, you don't need a label to upload to Spotify and Apple Music. You just need a distribution, you know, site or whatever it may be, and you're good. Right. You don't you don't really need to impress um impressive people in order to get on. You right. just have to impress a large amount of just people, people. Yeah. in your own way. And so it's much and then it can come very quickly. You can, I mean, you can be nobody knows who the heck you are on Tuesday and on Wednesday, everyone's saying, it's above me now. <laughs> it's a, every, Everybody's saying it. It's above me now. It's above me now. And it's like, yo, I know that guy. I didn't know who he was at all. And there wasn't like this gradual like, hey, you know, the, you know, the above, you know, it's above me now guy? Oh, no. He has this saying, it's above me now. He's been saying it for like three years now. And it's really catching on. It's like, no, no, no. Overnight. He said one interaction. And, it, and then boom. It may have been the first time that he stringed those words together yes, ever. Ever. And he was just caught on camera. It's above me now. <laughs> it's above me. And so when you see stuff like that and you see people striving for, I'm not saying that he was striving. I don't think that was his goal. But yeah. many people are striving uh, to be impressive because it seems so much more obtainable now. Right, yeah. But the the issue is if if you stay floating in that space and not understanding why you're doing what you're doing, um, you can really find yourself at the end of all of this and being like, what was it all? Yeah. Well, what, what, like literally like, what was it for? Yeah. What did I do? Not even just over your span of your life. You look back over the last two years, like what yeah. was the last two years for? Right. No, no. And I think it's cause we like, it seems like we tie these things together. Right. So we take, all right. You take things that matter and things that don't matter mm-hmm. on one side. And then we have being acknowledged and being forgotten 
on the other side. And we tie being acknowledged to things that matter, mm. being forgotten to things that don't matter. Mm. And we assume, all right, if I'm going to do something that matters, it may, I've got to be acknowledged. When at the end of the day, I think just be, like you can do things that matter, although you will be forgotten. So it's like you will be forgotten, but everything that you do in your life matters. There are consequences. So my grandma passed um earlier on this year and we still haven't been able to really have the funeral for the the big thing but it's like fam like you know my mom and dad have 17 grandchildren just them my dad is the first of 10 my mom has eight other brothers and sisters man my grandma like her faith has trickled into our family she'll be forgotten but everything that she did matters. There's a lot of people that will be acknowledged now or that we got a bunch of blue checks, right? The ones and zeros is the perfect combination. <laughs> you think about it, it really is just that. It's ones and zeros. But uh, but none of what they do matters. And I think we have to divorce those two. Acknowledgement is not married to things that matter. Forgot Being forgotten is not married to things that don't matter. Like, yeah, you spend your life on things that matter and you will be forgotten. And both of those two work, work fine again. That's a lot to think about, bro. Um, because I think I think I'm guilty of that sometimes as well. Like I think that it, it, it's very tempting, especially when you, because of a lot of what I do, is that, and I think it does matter. I think what I'm thankfully, I think in the in the space that I'm in, I think it does matter. And it just so happens that I've been in front of crowds of right. thousands of people, and so it's not to say that everything that you're acknowledged for doesn't matter. Obviously, that's right. not the case. But it can be tempting to believe that's the only time right, that, which that it matters. matters. It's like, man, I was on tour and I, I really was, I was doing all these, mm. you know, I was in South Africa. I was in London and we sold out a show in New York and it was, you know, right. close to 3,000 people here. And over the course of, I think, I didn't realize this. I think Ezekiel told us for PIA, like over the course of the domestic tour, we reached over 40,000 people, you know. And there are people who do way larger crowds than that, obviously. But for us, it's like, man, you, in a matter of two months, you spoke to 40,000 people. And that's really dope. But you can be tempted to think that that's the only time when you are seen by many people is the mm. only time that it really matters. Because by then, at least you have a higher chance of it being etched in history because it was right. etched in people's memories and they'll speak about you and they'll sort of make you a bit more omnipresent. I really mm. am only in Atlanta, but if I speak to more people, if more people see me, then my presence will be projected far beyond right. this room that we're sitting in right now. Yeah. And that's when it matters. And 
it's really it can be it can be tough when I think yeah confession of that I think it really has been a space for me like being at home like you're constantly thinking of things to to do that matter and because I've been doing it it wasn't always the case but because I've been doing it in front of a lot of people mm. it, it's kind of hard to like sometimes switch that off and be like no Joe like not everything you do if anything I would even say this I would argue that not all the time but more often than not what you don't do in front of large amounts of people <laughs> right, right, actually right. matters right. much much more I think about Jesus, man. Mm, yeah. And by all accounts, and this may sound sacrilegious, but if you think of it in a very sort of natural, practical way, and up until dying on the cross and rising from the grave, right? And even signs and miracles. If you think about trying to start a world movement without social media, mm. <laughs> without a marketing team without a television broadcast. Yeah. And you had the attention of large groups of people in a relatively sort of smaller space of the world, you right. know, in the Middle East. And, but you had this attention of the crowds. But even in that very isolated space, yeah. you thought that it, the wiser thing to do was to run away from the crowds mm. and really pour your time mostly into these these 12 guys who don't seem right like they're going to keep this thing going dog yeah. you know and 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 cuz the disciples they had their issues of trying to keep the message like man y'all I don't have that much time left here y'all need to get this because and I don't mean to over exaggerate but the fate of the world, <laughs> it's relying matters <laughs> yeah. on whether or not you yeah. you get this you get this right to yeah. some degree, right? So Jesus spends his time in a very unimpressive space of just pouring his life into these twelve, and really, you see even more specifically in, in, in his inner three. He's and he and he does very unimpressive things, like teach the same thing. Over right. and over and over like, again. Jesus, man, we heard this one. We got it. Yeah, you said they're going to tear this temple down. You build up in three days. Ah, I get it. The temple's going to go down. All right. When's the army coming? <laughs> when do we get to pull out our swords, Jesus? <laughs> so, you know, this very, by all accounts, Jesus becomes very subversive when it comes to the idea of what it looks like to be impressive because yeah. what's impressive and what matters most is actually, for Jesus, the, the very unimpressive things. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, focusing your time locally, focusing your time on people around you ultimately is like who are going to really carry on the legacy that you that you left and you may not even be there to hear of the things they yeah. say of your legacy, the fruit of your legacy, right? Your your grandchildren, as popular as I am right now in 2020, I I have no uh, illusions that at this time that I'd be famous enough that my grandchildren will be like, oh yeah yeah yeah, Joseph Solomon was my grandfather, <laughs> that was my grandfather. like yeah, Joseph Solomon was your <laughs> grandfather, 
Right. It's, and it's like, oh, okay, cool. Yeah. Is that why you're Joseph Solomon the fourth? Or <laughs> <laughs> okay, I, I, I kind of figured it. Man, it makes sense when <laughs> right. you think about it. Uh, so, but yeah. yeah, and and you just think it's like how you just just sit back and have to sit with like, man, to spend your life to try to build an accomplishment like. All right, to spend your life building towards an accomplishment so that somebody who you will never be around to hear them remembers you is a pretty, like, empty way to live in in that, all right, I'm trying to accomplish something. What are you trying to accomplish? Uh, well, I don't care what, what's going to get me remembered, right? So it puts our emphasis on being remembered and not on the actual things that mm. matter. Yeah, it's, de- it's detached from the, from the real substance of the issue. Yeah. Yeah, and I think this really applies. I think about this when, uh, when we talk about uh, – social justice and you know we're protesting and and you know the the racial climate of the country and and everyone's like well, what are we going to do what are we going to do and my thought is whatever you're going to do it's likely going to be totally forgotten right. or or even not even acknowledged in the first place yeah when we think about like all the civil rights leaders that came before us you know your John Lewis is that he just passed away and we're in Atlanta we he has a, a huge presence here but we know these sort of big names because they've been immortalized by pictures and and by stories and even probably their connection to people who are even more well-known your martin luther king's uh aretha franklin these these names and artists that have come before us malcolm x but The majority of the people that made this thing, that moved us further towards equality and justice. Right. These speakers and leaders represented their voices, but they didn't do all the work. Right, 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 right. Right? So, like, sometimes we have illusions that, like, man, you think, man, we start seeing all these really great names of the past that really made a lot of... um, you know, dents in injustice, right? A lot of they damaged injustice in, 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 in very good ways. But we don't think about the fact that you won't be that. Right. Like you will be, you will, you will be one of the just the regular folks who was marching. Right. People who died, who mm-hmm. were who were beaten, lynched, or whatever it may be, they remain nameless and yet right. they mattered. Right. Though they're completely forgotten, yeah. it's kind of this, and I think sometimes we have this illusion. It follows this illusionment of like when I hear black people all the time talking about, "Man, we, you know, we in another in another life we were kings and queens, and we come from kings and queens. We're a lineage of kings and queens." And I'm like, eh, well, I don't think you understand how kings and king- queens work. <laughs> so all right, which by the way, I think more so a lot of Africa was probably more tribal, but that's neither here nor there. Let's just let's go with this kings and qu- queens situation right okay not everyone can be the king not everybody can fam i was like here's the thing the whole king situation was it was in one family lineage right and they held that spot pretty much all their lives it wasn't like we all had turns at being kings and queens 
You were regular beggars. <laughs> somebody had to be the court jester. <laughs> all right? Somebody had to entertain the king. Right. Somebody, somebody had to wash and cook for the... You could have been... Your family lineage could be the cook. That's what I'm saying. Not the king. Right. So let's, let's stop with this illusionment that, you know, we all come from this... Well, I say this. Let's stop with being intoxicated by yeah. this idea that we all come from this great heritage as if your heritage only matters if you can if you can trace it back to something impressive when in reality as as a whole we as a people are impressive yeah but as individuals right very very unimpressive yeah but dignity has never been tied to your position of importance ah and so i think that we have people who feel like no 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 like so joe and it's the same thing it's like a what you said was true and it's sobering, but it's the same thing that, like, you you tell kids, right? And you played sports, I played sports. We all got the talk. Yo, only half of 1% is going to make it to the league. <laughs> and I just want y'all, all y'all to know, y'all ain't that one. You better come up with a plan B. And the first thing the kids will say is, why would you say that? Why are you trying to kill my dream. Right. Fam, I'm not trying to bury you. I am just trying to ground, ground you. you. And people Oof. people are trying to make you high on life. And I'm just saying, no, listen, like, put your feet on the ground. And if you do that, I think that you can live your life for things that matter. And if by chance you are that half of 1%, then you're, you're not going to get lost in yes. that sauce. Like, you, you're going to use your platform to do Things that matter, which is one of the reasons though, why I like it. Like, man, I love LeBron James for his social presence, yo. He seems like, and I don't know him, right? But he just seems like a, that after all of the stuff, like, he does seem like the way that he lives his life, the way that he does things, that he is at least concerned more than most on like things that matter. He's, think of other athletes that have had his level of fame. Which is a very small amount. Small, man. He's in a very elite group. I read Tiger Woods' biography you know, a, a few years ago. Phenomenal, but it's like, he was the most famous athlete in the world. That joker ain't care about doing anything that mattered. Like, his life was about him. Uh, you know, you think of Mike Tyson at the height of it. Like, it was all about him. Uh, Michael Jordan. Yeah. But then it's like, a, and then they all go into these kind of crises when they're forgotten. Um, yes. But then it's like, but with LeBron James, at least, and I'm sure that there's more, but he's the most prominent. He just constantly seems to be trying to champion things that matter. And that's why I think it is important to be grounded, right? Just because then when you do start to achieve those heights, you do spend your time on things that matter. And so even if you are, all right, the people that are most remembered didn't live their life trying to be remembered. They lived their life doing things 
that mattered, and they just so happened to be remembered, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's like, I think that's where we'll find our most joy because mm. it's because things to be acknowledged for are not easy to come by. Yeah. I mean, it, it takes sometimes it takes a, a great deal of of skill and and, and God given talent, right. but it also takes a a great wind of uh, a fortune. You know, sometimes like it's just kind of the way things lined up. Dog, <laughs> yes. Oh no no I I, I was. <laughs> I I didn't have have anything to insert except for yes yes yes. I think that some people just think it's like man if I just get good enough at something to be acknowledged then I will when it's like "Mm, I think a lot of people will tell you even in the small amount of popularity I've achieved I can really look back and be like "Mm, some of it was God given talent and some of it was definitely work but I think a lot of it a lot of the opportunities that came to me um, really just kind of came I wasn't seeking them and they just sort of found me and so it's searching for things that are you know that bring acknowledgement can be very elusive and very difficult to obtain especially for most people and i'm including even people who are quote-unquote popular because again what does that matter what does that mean to if you have 300 400 even a million followers in 2020 what does that matter in the scheme of all the people who came before you and all the accomplishments of humans that came before you and the ones that will come after, what is, what does that mean? Right. So I'm including myself in, 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 in that as well. And so, but what's encouraging, it can sound grim at first, but what's encouraging is that now I have the opportunity, if I see it in that way, it's much more obtainable for everyone to do something that matters. matters. Not everyone can do something that will be acknowledged right. by history, right. but everyone can do something that matters. Right. Mm. And when you do things that matter, you know they matter. You know that God has woven you in a certain way to be um, this local or even just community or even just at your church to be this, whatever you are, whatever that this is. Yeah. And you do that with all your heart, your Mm. mind, and your soul. Yeah. You will find you'll find so much satisfaction in it because you've put your effort towards what matters. But if, if, if you're, all your effort is towards being acknowledged and being mm. seen as oppressive, when that doesn't happen, whether you were doing something that matters or not, you'll be broken. And I know mm. because I've been in <laughs> right. that space before. It was like, I did this and yeah. no one cared. No right. one saw it. It didn't get the amount of views yeah. that I thought it was going to get. This show didn't bring enough people that I thought it was going to get or yeah. this impressive person didn't see it, but they saw someone else's stuff and all that. And it's like, you did it for the wrong reasons and, you, and you'll forever be unfulfilled if you keep moving in that space. Right. If, you, if, if your only motivation is that. So it's not even about, um, it is about the long-term, understanding your long-term goal. But even now in this moment, you are unfulfilled. Mm. You are dissatisfied and broken and hurt because the motivation for why you did it was was subtly even if it was even if you were doing good things it was subtly because i want somebody to acknowledge it and here's the thing though i don't think that we can survive without acknowledgement absolutely i think that that's part of our very human dna and the way that we uh, exist in communities we need to be acknowledged but it's like well who you're seeking acknowledgement from right it kind of goes back to what you were saying earlier like man it means a lot to say i'm proud of you yeah because i was you were acknowledged by somebody in your community that you're close to and that acknowledgement 
goes a long way. I th- and I think if you have that, I think about my music. I, 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 gen- I genuinely, my music, my poetry, I can honestly say I genuinely, for the most part, I say probably 95% don't care <laughs> what people think about it as long as like, because I have the backing, I, I, people I really, really respect, um, they they support me. Yeah. Um, Natalie is somebody, I, I mention her name all the time, she's one of my great friends and and I trust her opinion greatly as a person and as an artist yeah. and when I put it out she's like no that's dope we're gonna put it out I, I, it's like when you have the acknowledgement of someone who matters right then it doesn't matter who acknowledges it mm. Mm. it doesn't matter who that's else good. yeah it, good. it doesn't matter who else acknowledges acknowledgement it. Of somebody that matters and I think that matter. that's like the ultimate and that's why I think that's why God for our own good makes it so that the things that we do ultimately talk about for the one who matters like there is a there is an ultimate being whom we're all moving towards as i think about the human history human history is moving towards a meeting and to be acknowledged for good or bad right by this god who matters mm. and it's like if i can live in the moment now mm of understanding that 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 this God who matters and I'm doing what I'm doing now, mm. then it, it makes that moment that that is coming uh, much more realized in the moment. You understand why you who why you're doing it, and who you're doing it for, right. and it adds so much more value because it's like I, it, I I really I understand that it's all vanity. I understand that whatever I do to be acknowledged by men ultimately even by my friends ultimately it fades away i'm i'm moving to meet with a one particular friend who is god right and he's going to acknowledge what i've done uh, whether for good or for or for bad mm-hmm. so that's good Well, that about wraps it up for this episode of the Flights and Feelings podcast. Thank y'all so much for listening. As I always mention, we'd love to see y'all in the Flights and Feelings Sky Club on Patreon. It's a great way uh, to, to connect with me and for me to connect with you in a more intimate way, a more consistent way. Um, and it also helps support this podcast as well. They even got to listen to this episode a little earlier as usual. They actually got to see this recorded live on zoom we recorded it and got they got to see me and john have this conversation so would love 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 to see y'all in the flights of feeling sky club and once you're done listening to this episode check out the four in the morning podcast by john o the voice you just heard here hey you could be going anywhere in the world but you're right here so thanks for choosing the flights of feelings podcast and remember to always fly home. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Atlanta, where the local time is 1046 a.m. For your safety and the safety of those around you, please remain seated with your seatbelt fastened and keep the aisles clear until we are parked at the gate. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, 
HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 